0: Ask the Podcast Coach for August 5th, 2023. Yep. Let's get ready to podcast. There it is. It's that music that means it's Saturday morning. It's time for Ask the Podcast Coach, where you get your podcast questions answered live. I'm Dave Jackson from theschoolofpodcasting.com. And joining me right over there is the one and only Jim Collison from The Average Guy. TV Jim, how's it going, buddy?
1: Greetings, Dave. Happy Saturday morning to you, and happy. well I shouldn't say happy this, but uh, if you tweet or, or or promote that we're live, I'll retweet that. So if you want to do that now, if you're just joining us live and you want to do that, uh, get that stuff out there.
0: Now, the big question or the, exit. I'm going to say whatever. that's it. Like, is it an exit? Because that sounds weird. Go exit. Like, no, don't <laughs> leave. Wait. Um. Yeah, it's kind of kind of weird. With that whole thing. Do,
1: do something. I
0: don't I, I don't know. Yeah. And
1: threads is like, I'm having a hard time getting over to threads because it's really, it's not in a browser, so it's harder to do. I mean, it's just, I don't
0: know. What's really weird about Twitter is for the longest time, I was like, I don't see any difference. I, I'm like, it looked like Twitter. And now somebody took the ad knob and turned it to 11. Oh, it, yeah. it, it's like one tweet, three ads. Mm-hmm. One more. And I'm like, and... The people that I'm following apparently have all <laughs> left. Like there's just nothing over there. Yeah, yeah.
2: Because
0: I was kind yeah, of like, ah, yeah. like, eh, you know, Twitter. I'm like, I kind of feel sad that you know we basically made. There's now right, right uh, social media which is Twitter, and and left social media which is Threads. I'm like, really? There was a um, there was a, a clip on YouTube I saw of Joe Rogan with Jim Gaffigan. And here's the thing. You ready for the new Dave bumper sticker? Yeah, go. Don't try to be the most downloaded show. Try to be the most talked about. Wow. And Joe Rogan is really good at that because yeah. he was telling Jim Gaffigan that there were some sort of agents, CIA something, in the January 6th uh, crowd that were kind of spurring things on. Um, And Jim Gaffigan was like, so wait, what you're telling me is, because that sounds a little wacky, and they both just shared their opinions on why and this and that, and uh, realized we're now going to get a bad review because we mentioned something political. Um, but it was just interesting. I'm like, oh, wait, there it is in the wild. Oh, my God. It's a dialogue. It's a, Look at him. They're having a dialogue. And it was uh, – you just don't have that anymore. So, But you know what in makes
1: – In some spots. Some yeah. folks are dialoguing
2: and stuff. But
0: you know what makes yeah. the world always better? That's right. A, a nice, hot cup of Java that uh, is brought to you by our good friend Mark over at podcastbranding.co. If you want to look better, because I, I say this all the time because, well, it's true. If uh, When your audience is searching for a podcast, they're going to see you before they hear you. And I've used Mark. For this show, Ask the Podcast Coach, for the School of Podcasting, for the Podcast Rodeo Show. And if he was awful, I wouldn't have used him multiple times, but he's really, really good. And what's great about it is not only is Mark an award-winning graphic artist, he's a podcaster. And so he's gonna sit down with you one-on-one. He's gonna look at your website. He's gonna to listen to your show because he wants everything to gel together. That is branding, my friends. And if you need a whole website, if you need a league man, and if you have anything that you want to look good, well then go over and see my buddy Mark at podcastbranding.co. You are not gonna get that kind of service from some person on Fiverr. And I've been ecstatic with everything that I've had Mark do. So there's only one place to go podcastbranding.co
1: Big thanks to our good friend Dan Lefebvre over there at based on a true story, based on a true story Com. If you haven't checked it out yet, you should. He's doing these weekly episodes where he looks at a couple past things that he's looked at this week, Rush, Patton and Braveheart. So if you want to get a quick look in on those three movies you can do it right now based on the two story podcast.com big thanks to yeah he's just a great guy too i mean we just got the greatest sponsors in the world today, we do right i mean between mark and and dan two best guys that i know uh check it out today and Dan, thanks for your sponsorship
0: all right so so jim what would you say to this guy it was interesting that was over in my favorite place reddit And it's always interesting over there, but they would keep going back there. That's this, Hey, here's the thing. They're not banning me anymore. I think they had some sort of powwow and they, they're not uh, kicking me out. Um, But I saw this and this guy was talking, you know, it's always about growing your audience. And so this guy advertised on overcast, which is not cheap depending on the category that you pick. Mm -hmm because I remember I did it and I want to say it was like 300 bucks and it's like closer to 6 or 7 if you want to advertise in the business section now. So this is what he said. My overcast ad ran for 30 days and he got uh similar re- results to somebody else that he mentioned, but he said I had 112,000 impressions, 949 clicks, that's 0.8% and 29 subscribers, 3%. So remember when I said 3% will take action again. Three percent have taken action. There was a temporary bump in downloads, but it doesn't seem to have stuck. A year or so ago, I ran a podcast addict ad. My subscribers grew for some time after that, but currently I have over one thousand subscribers on podcast podcast addict, but that's not reflected in my downloads. Mine only average around 50 to 75 downloads per episode, even though he has 1,000 subscribers. And he just said, it's a long game. So Mm -hmm. what would be – because to me, it seems obvious that there's an issue there. Um, What would be your thoughts to to this person? Because he drove traffic to the podcast. Yeah. But it's not sticking around. But it didn't stick. Well –
1: You got to do some self-evaluation. There you go.
0: Right. (laughs) I was like, this one seems kind of obvious. Hey, maybe your show isn't as good as you think it is. Well, okay, maybe,
1: but maybe it's, maybe the, the, your target on, on Overcast hmm. was wrong, or maybe the listeners, you know, I mean, the demographic that of listeners on Overcast could be a demographic that doesn't match you. And listen, I mean. Just because people do not want to listen to you doesn't mean what you're doing is bad or wrong. Yes. Right? It just, because you're, it just may be your style. It may be the way you do things. Home Gadget Geeks is not for everybody, just because we're all over the place on topics. And it's not a how-to. And people today mostly want a 15-minute how-to, right, on technology stuff. That's not, we're a community-building, long-form, Right. we like hanging out with each other, Right. That's not for everybody. And I, I, you just ha- I, I just have to realize that. And I'm like, you know, I get 600 to 1,000 downloads on that thing. That's good enough. That's what I'm going to get. You know, does that mean my show is bad? Well, I mean, there may be parts of it that don't appeal to the general mass. Does that mean it's bad? I don't think so. It just means it doesn't appeal to the to the general population.
0: Yeah, I want to roll my comment back. That was that was a little harsh. It's a little no, harsh. no, you're fine. Um, you're fine. It's, it's, not-
1: it's true, though. Some of that's true, though. Yeah. Like, it may not be great.
0: But <laughs> right? you, you, anytime you do any kind of advertising, there is the ad that you put. So whatever ad copy you put to get people to click, there's that. There's the landing page you sent them to. So if you just sent them you know on one hand the goal there is to get overcast subscribers so you know there is no landing page and then you know the copy on that and then the actual you know content so if they click play on your show and it starts off with you know 35 seconds of music with no talking they might go okay whatever's going on so uh yeah I just saw that and I was I even said to the person I go you might like I even said I said if you want like send me a link I'll I'll do a little review on the podcast rodeo show for you, at least just to make sure you're, are opening this. Okay. So, um, but I just thought that was interesting.
1: Yeah. You just never know. I mean, go, go back and listen to some early Tom Petty and you go, he's not good. Like, <laughs> you know, his voice is kind of, it's different compared to what was coming out and what people were doing in those days. You know Bob Dylan is another one. He's not a particularly talented vocalist, right
0: no but there
1: but there's some, <laughs> right there's something that there was something that was endearing or something that works or something that
0: Here, he did right. you know here's the thing that Bob Dylan did. He resonated with his audience. <laughs> everybody was like. Yeah. There must be some kind of way out of here, said the Joker to the thief. That's right, man. Here, you want to hit this? You know, that was basically. Right. um, Right. But no, Tom Petty is. What's weird is if you go to like Spotify and click like Tom Petty, that guy had hit after hit after hit. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Don't kill me around here, New
1: Moore. His vocal style is not, you wouldn't think, oh. you know, if you listen to it, we listen to it now in hindsight and you kind of go, Oh yeah, I love Tom Petty, you know, free Fallin'," all that other stuff. Yeah. But if, if you just think pure audio quality, you're kind of like, yeah, this isn't that great. So not everybody, I mean, not the, the best stuff doesn't always go to the top. Right. And sometimes, and you don't, you don't know why I do know this. They all worked hard to get there. Oh, Bob absolutely. Dylan worked hard.
0: And got booed to- off the stage when he went electric. <laughs> They're like, wait, you sold out, dude. And yeah. He's up there, you know, he's
2: blowing yeah. in the Penny wind. He worked
1: hard.
0: Yeah.
2: You know, he
1: he he worked hard to go where I and, and probably party too hard too. But yeah. uh he worked hard to get where he was. So
0: I think there's some of that you just gotta keep,
1: yeah, you, know, you gotta just keep going. You gotta just believe in yourself. But you gotta do it your way.
0: Here's something you, you just mentioned two people Bob Dylan. Tom Petty, I'm going to throw in Stevie Nicks. Stevie Nicks, oh, sure. not an amazing yeah. vocalist. If you think about it, her range is about seven notes. She's not hitting like Mariah Carey notes. And I was watching her, because she's out on tour, charging insane amounts of money to go hear her stand on stage, occasionally twirl around and sing. And But think about it. Stevie Nicks, Tom Petty, Bob, uh, Bob what's his name, Dylan. What uh, Bob are, Dylan. Yeah, what do they all have in common? very unique voices. Yeah. Like the minute you hear Tom Petty and he's going, you know, she's a good girl. That mama. You know, it's like, okay, that's Tom Petty. Um, right. Same thing. Getty Lee is another guy. We're just talking about this with my friend. There are some people that the minute they start singing, you're like, you know, if it sounds like a goat, it's probably Stevie Nicks. So, you know, it's, and those are people that have had careers forever. So my point to bring this back to podcasting, be yourself. Yeah, Tom exactly. Petty wasn't trying to sound – although by the end, he kind of sounded like Bob Dylan. You couldn't understand a word he was saying. Um, but Coach Dave says in terms of uh, that whole thing with the show that wasn't working, there's the show you plan, the show you deliver, and the show that is received. Exactly. There's always – that same thing with live when you do uh, a presentation. That's always fun. Um, Tom Petty gave hope to believe average singers everywhere. <laughs> yes. He's proof that you still need great songs. Yep. That's actually, uh, to me, I always think <laughs> I always think it's. Some, those songs are great. Like, oh, come on. American Girl, Free Falling. They had like, a cool hook. That was. Uh,
1: I don't think Free Falling is that great. I like it. Don't yeah. get me wrong. I just don't think it's that great of a song. Right, but it's a story. Somehow it, yeah, yeah. yeah. And we, think about American you can Girl. It
0: out. Yeah, <laughs> American Girl is another one that's a story. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Let's see. Yeah, I, you know, somebody gonna be, be around some. What is that song? Oh, that's another one. There, there's three voices of Tom Petty because then he has a. It don't really matter to me. I'm never gonna be free. Uh, you don't have to be like a refugee. Um, and that's one that yeah, he refugee. has because I always say. um, you know, laugh, cry, think, run, educate, or entertain. There is another reason people listen, and that's what the heck is this about? Tori Amos is a great singer that I have no... King's X is another great band that half the time I'm listening, I'm like, what does it mean? Double Rainbow, what does it mean? I'm like, I have no idea what these lyrics are about. So then you listen to it again, you're like, yeah, still doesn't make sense. And after about the fourth time, you're like, yeah, I don't care. I don't care anymore. So... um, they're, they're all hard workers. That's I think, it. As we,
1: they, 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 they worked their craft. They did the best with Neil what Di- they had. Oh,
0: there you go. Uh, Neil, Neil Diamond. Diamond. Yeah. Yep, definitely. Um, Neil Diamond always sounded constipated. It was like, you know, <laughs> I am, I said, to no one there. Even the chair. <laughs> uh, uh, round to the They coming to America. Uh, <laughs> all right. Um, oh, now, here we go. Taylor Swift. Bugger. I would not recognize a single song of hers. Yeah, Taylor Swift. Have I told the Taylor Swift story on this? Mm. This is from Eric K. Johnson. Tell it again. Who? Um, oh yeah, yeah Eric yeah. is. But he took his daughter to Taylor Swift, and he also has been uh, at a meet and greet with Usher. Okay, so let's compare the two. Usher might as well have been a cardboard cutout. You walked in, they took your phone. They said, "Do not talk. Do not just stand next to Usher. We will take your phone, take your picture, and you will exit." Wow, how warm and fuzzy. Taylor Swift had everybody sit down at round tables that had white linens on them, so you feel like you're at a wedding. She came around to you and talked with her assistant, and then later, you got a handwritten note, we're assuming from Taylor, but probably not, um, and it mentioned what you talked about and said, thank you for coming. And I was like, whoa, that's next-level stuff.
1: She knows how to take good care of her audience. I mean, it's there's uh, Steve Steve Colbert, is that right? Steve Colbert tells a story of... He, in the early days, he saw Taylor and, in and introduced himself and he wasn't as big of a deal as he is now, but he said, Hey, could you do me a favor? Would you just say hi to my daughter? And like Taylor treated his daughter like she was the superstar, Mm. you know, went over there and just made a big deal about her and went on and on about how great she looked and like. That's a, and that's a talent I think we miss sometimes, you know, of just making other people. I think sometimes we think we're in this for us and it's, it's what we say that matters. And I actually think it's the way we treat other people. That's it. I think that's what really matters.
0: It's, uh, Maya Angelou. There's somebody hit that quote. Um, it's something like people, but they will remember how you made them feel. I forget the first part of that. Um, but yeah. And that's really, you know, if we look at, I know this sounds like a music show, but it's really, we're talking about podcasting. Yeah. One yeah. of the, I mean, Bruce Springsteen, another guy, not exactly the greatest singer. You know what I think about it? And, uh, but people love Bruce because he was, um, you know, my dad told me to cut my hair and that whole nine yards. And, um, But he 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 was yeah talking about the working man. So the guy working in the steel mill is like Bruce is singing for me and you know and what's funny is people don't listen to his lyrics because every time we feel patriotic we play Born in America and if you listen to the lyrics of that song it's really not a fan of America. (laughs) (laughs) It's like okay Um, yeah so uh, yeah Um, yeah Geek Homeworld says Dave is saying find your voice be authentic be unique. I've got – I need to ask her if I can actually use her name. But anyway, there was a member of the School of Podcasting, and she's brilliant. She's just brilliant. And she sent me her first episode, and it was okay. You know, a couple little technical things, but it was okay. But what was weird is when she would come to – every Friday I do a thing called Lunch with Dave, and we all just hang out and share and ask questions and things like that. And when she talks, she's kind of bubbly and friendly and just kind of laid back, you know. And I, I asked her, I said, it sounds weird that you're kind of doing like an NPR style. And, you know, she was very serious. And I'm talking about this now, and here's the thing. And I said, it's just completely different than the person I see in lunch with Dave. And her she had a friend tying it back into our first point. If you, you know, get somebody to listen to it, and they said, It doesn't sound like you're being yourself. And so she re-recorded the exact same episode took a couple of my suggestions. Like she had a much better call to action at the end. I was like standing ovation. And uh, I just, I listened to it and I was like, this is so much better. I go, what did you do? And she said, I just decided to be myself. And I was like, it's so hard to be somebody else. And so, uh, yeah, so definitely be yourself. Because if you're trying to be somebody else, you know, um, look! 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 The, our chat room is the best. Everybody's got the uh, the quote for me. Thank you, Craig, and thanks to uh, Uncle Marv. I've learned that people will forget what you said, but people forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel. Thank you, Craig, mm-hmm. and thanks to Uncle Marv for uh, looking that up for me. I Always appreciate that. Um, and then uh, Coach Dave says almost all the voices you mentioned this morning, unique with a great origin story, coming through the noise are the most are the ones I most enjoy listening to. Yeah, I mean, there are people, you know, Bruce Springsteen's charging in. Well, so is Taylor. What's her name? Um, I want to say Taylor Hawkins, but that's the drummer of the Food Fighter, Taylor Swift. You know, mm-hmm. people are spending insane amounts of money to go see her. The other thing that both of the, uh, I saw a clip of Taylor Swift and I saw a clip of Stevie Nicks, and both had issues on stage. Like Taylor Swift went out and her mic just dead. And so she's like, huh? And nothing there. And she's kinda like, okay, hold on. And everybody's like, yay! You know, it's I'm seeing something that's not the normal concert. And she's checking the on off button and she's hitting it. In the meanwhile, I'm like, where is the crew? Like the crew's not watching the show, apparently. And so she's like, and she's kind of like, well, okay. And she's looking at her watch, she's like, okay, and making fun of it. And then they brought her out a new mic and she's like, okay, let's see if this works. And it does. And everybody yayed and the concert went on. But I just thought it was funny how like, what do you guys do when things don't work? And Stevie Nicks decided to play the song Sarah from Fleetwood Mac, which apparently she had not done in Many, Many Moons because it's a solo show. And they started it, and she totally missed, like, when to sing. And so she's (laughs) sitting there, and they're kind of going, and they're just playing the song. They're not paying attention that, hey, Stevie was supposed to start the first verse about, you know, 20 seconds ago. And so she finally just looked over at the guitar player and said, I I have no idea where I am. (laughs) And uh, so she's like, hold on. And she just said, look we haven't played this song in about 20 years. Somebody threw it up and said, we should do that tonight. We didn't practice it. Apparently we should have. Let's try mm. that again, shall we? Mm-hmm. And, uh, I think what it was, she forgot the lyrics because the guitar player came over and whispered in her ear and you see here go, wait a minute, baby. And that's the first line of the And So that once was, you get started, yeah, then she's fine. It was yeah. fine. But also I would never, I, like, I, I adored Stevie Nicks growing up cause well, she was hot. Uh, but, um, I was thinking to her, it's, it's interesting because people are going nuts at this concert, and she literally just stands there and sings, and her band stands there and plays. And I was like, wow, no. I mean, they had a cool backdrop and stuff, but I was like, I don't know that I'd pay over a hundred bucks to, you know. But again, that's why, you, that's why you have do. fans. Some people are going to like yeah, you, and exactly. some people are not. Um, exactly. John is asking, let me uh, hit the old tagger here says uh how do you like the usb xlr pod mic now that you have been using it for a while i actually like it i um it's for me i i kind of don't care what the mic is i like it because it's a little clearer than the sm7b uh but i actually was telling oh see i'm gonna you ready for me to make a mistake Mm
2: -hmm.
0: never do this i was talking to jim before the show and i said (laughs) I, I'm, I'm going to put back on my RE320 because I want to start recording my audiobook, which I've been saying for about a year and a half now. And I like my voice better on my RE320 than really any other mic. I said, I will just bring down because everybody said, you're a little harsh on that one because I like my S's and T's. So, um, yeah. But, so, yeah, I actually, if somebody said, look, I'm an author and I want to start being a guest on podcast shows, this would be it. I like what's your budget. And if they go I'm looking for under a 100 bucks Samson Q2U. If you can go up to 200, I would go with this mic because it has those effects that you can build in and you can tweak the treble and the bass and it's got a noise gate and all sorts of other things. And so um yeah, that's uh, I'm a big fan of it actually. It's you know and it's it's a great weapon if you need it. It's just <laughs> as heavy as the other one. I was surprised at I, I unplug well here. Let's just do that. Uh, oh boy, here we go.
1: Get ready for yeah, some noise.
0: Yeah, some noise. I can't find it. I had the original pod mic here. Yeah, it's somewhere. And the other the original pod mic is much more mid-heavy. It's really mm. mid-heavy. And I was like, hmm, interesting. So uh but all in all, yeah, I, I I like it. I still recommend the Samsung Q2U. Um yeah, Chris says the um the M V7 also has the ability to tweak. The thing that I have with the MV7 is I can pop that thing like nobody's business because if you pull off the clown nose, uh, whatever windscreen, um, um, yeah. y- you can see through it. It's really thin, so I was having a problem with that popping. But it's not a bad mic. You can buy, you can even buy like different colored, uh, you know, windscreens for that. So, but that's uh, that's another handy one. I think the MV7 is two fifty. And the pod mic is 200. So maybe that's why, because I always thought this mic was a little pricey. Like, mm, what about, what about 129, you know, instead of, because I'm, again, comparing it to the Q2U and the ATR 2100, which is what Jim has and has had for years. And Jim, have you ever has, here's, that's a great thought. Have you ever thought, maybe I should get a different microphone? Yeah, all the time. Really? But I, yeah, yeah, Yeah. I do. But I,
1: you know, I want to, I do average guy stuff and this Mm -hmm. is a mic for the average guy. And so I always felt like that'd be a little off brand for me to throw a $500 mic in here. Oh. Ah. And I, I I don't I don't want it. Yeah. Like, I, and you I mean, have $500 do,
0: in your pocket that other people don't.
1: Yeah, I mean I could, but I don't want to. I'd rather spend it on other things. It's I like this mic. People've said I sound good on it. It works well. The crazy thing is is I've had this for I don't know, 8 years maybe. I just you can't break them. They just they're like the Shure SM58s where they're just they're. Now, I don't take it out and throw it around and travel with it. I know I do travel with it. I've taken these mics on the road before. So I like them. But again, it's I'm trying to stick to some branding here too for me. Like, you know, to be able to say, no, I do podcasting on a $57 or whatever it is, yeah. $79 microphone.
0: Yeah. I just, to me, I, I always think you sound great. And you know, if it ain't broke, don't <laughs> fix it, right?
1: Yeah. So yeah, This is the original twenty one hundred. So yeah, this is the ATR twenty one hundred. They have since changed this model, but you can to the X. I think yeah. USB C is what's in there. Yeah, now. that's. I think the internals are exact still exactly the same.
0: Yep. the The yeah. big advantage of that is if you want to plug it into like an iPad, you know, you don't have to go buy right the adapter. Little, you don't have to go buy one of these <laughs> basically yeah. to uh, yeah to connect yeah. it USB to USB C.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Or or the 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 um the AT twenty no, the AT two thousand five, right? That's another black one.
0: They also have or I'm thinking of uh Samson has the Q9U, which I've not heard I, I did it once at a an event and was like meh. And I've heard other people that have reviewed it and said it's you know, it looks cooler, but but in terms of sound wise, and I'm of the thought that you can take any mic and make it sound good as long as it's, you know, recorded somewhat decently uh with, you know, post production and things like that. So uh but speaking of software and such, hold, uh, hold on before, before we on.
1: make that transition on Facebook, Chris and I can't send this back to you, Chris. So he'd asked me what interface I use with the 2100 uh, and that's the MOTU, M O T U, MOTU M2. Big thanks to Ed Sullivan, who I went out to Ed's place oh a couple years ago and Ed has a, every microphone and yeah. audio div, audio interface known to man. We tested them all with my voice, and that was the one we liked the best. 179 or something like that. I want to hmm. say 200 bucks for that audio interface. I really liked it. Set it and forget it. It's got little little meters. It has meters that matter. They they're good enough. Oh, that you that's can a bonus. Really, yeah, they really do work. Works pretty well. So that's that has been what I am using. So sorry about that. Let's, no, that's all right.
0: Allison says, when recording in Audacity, should you choose mono or stereo? And does it matter? You're a beginner. Well, first of all, congratulations for pressing record. That's a beautiful thing. A lot of people think about it, and a lot of people don't do it. Um, and uh, I would record mono. It, stereo is where you have something over here in the the left headphone and something else over here in the right. If you go listen to early Beatles stuff, they went nuts with this, where like the drums are in the left headset and the bass is in the right. And things like that. So that's what stereo is. Well, your voice, you kind of want your voice to be, you know, center, especially if you're doing a solo show on occasion. If I get ambitious, I will pan Jim a little bit to the right and me a little bit to the left. You don't want to do the thing where I'm in the left and Jim is in the right because there are a lot of people that listen with one headphone on at work. And all of a sudden they're only hearing half the conversation. So, but a little panning, especially if you and your guest sound similar Like if I ever interviewed my brother, it'd be ridiculous because we sound and look a lot alike. And so I would have to do some panning there. And that's where you occasionally might want to throw in the person's name and go, you know, so what do you think, Jim? And so, yeah, but it's – it's I would record your voice in mono. Have your – if you're using music, I would then – and this is where – this is one of those it depends. There really is no right answer. I export in stereo uh, 128 kilobits per second constant bitrate which i realize is a ton of jargon uh you just in if you're using audacity it's going to give you an option to export in variable bitrate, vbr which stands for very bad rate don't no don't, don't use that that causes all sorts of playback uh issues you want constant bit rate stereo uh is 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 what i choose because i'm a musician and when I hear mono music that was big and all of a sudden I listen to it late. Now, for the record, the music of the show lasts about four seconds, and I could cut my file size quite a bit if I exported in mono, but I like the stereo sound. So what you can do is export your file. So you call it like Test Show 1 Mono. Then you go back into Audacity, you export it again, you export it as stereo, you call it Test Show Stereo, you listen to it in your headphones and you vote with your ears. So Jim, do you ever play with stereo or mono or, you know, no, I,
1: well, I'd like to export mono. That's just kind of the, yeah. what I learned. I have to go actually back and look. I, I let Afonic do, you know, I upload it to their website and they, I've got some presets there. I don't think I'm using stereo to her question to Allison's question. Um, Editing in stereo versus mono is nearly identical. Like you, you don't just make sure you're grabbing. It's hard not to, like, unless you separate the tracks, but, but you would want to, you know, you'll get two tracks along those lines. Just make sure you're editing both tracks and you haven't separated them on separate lines, basically, when you do it. If you're new to it, you're probably, you probably haven't done that yet. A little easier on a waveform when it's mono, because it's just one, it's just one waveform across it, but literally in editing, it's not that much of a difference. Yeah. And listen, size, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> size doesn't really matter anymore for the most part on mm-hmm. audio because the difference between a monophile and a, and, a, and a stereo file, while it can be twice as big, you know, if we're talking about one gram versus two grams, right? I mean, yeah, that's twice as much, but it doesn't really matter. Um, so you can do, I think you can do what you want.
0: Well, that's like on... um the sound luffs. It's, I think it's if it's minus if it's mono it's I should know this minus 16 if it's stereo it's supposed to be minus 12 or 4 I always forget. Mm. I have got it written down some. Mm. I'm always 2 luffs louder. And when I actually exported a show at whatever it's supposed to be and then I exported it at minus 14 luffs, I was like, "Okay, that's louder, but it's literally this much louder." I was like, "This is what we're arguing about, like this much volume. It's it's so very slight that I was like, you got to be kidding me. That's, that's, uh, but for me, I remember when I would walk my dog on Detroit Avenue in Cleveland, Ohio, that if I listened to a book on from audible, which is at the kind of lower luff rate, I couldn't hear it. And I was like, okay, so I don't want to be that guy that you have to turn your headphones all the way up to even remotely hear me. So, uh, minus 16. Yes.
1: Yeah. And I, I do and stereo I'm- on my, uh, I just looked on Avana and I do stereo. Yeah, it, um there was a comment about the host provider. Um he says well I was referring to the upload size uh, to my host provider which is a price based on file size. Yeah. Yeah. If your if your pricing is based on file size and you, you, yeah, then it would I think yeah. then it would matter. Yeah. I don't know too many host providers that are charging that way.
0: Uh all of them um, Libsyn, Blueberry, it's it's X amount of money really? per month, yeah, like a Libsyn for cl- file size, for how much you upload, but you have unlimited downloads. You can have Oprah yeah. listen to your show. So that's really that's Buzzsprout, Libsyn, Blueberry. There's one that doesn't. Uh, Two, I think. Nope, uh, because Spreaker has a limit eventually. The one that doesn't, it's a flip of the business model, is Captivate. Captivate, you can have as many shows, as many episodes. You can go crazy. But if you go over a certain download limit, which is pretty high, um, your your, uh, monthly fee goes from 19 to close to 50. But in theory – if you're getting that many downloads, you should be able to monetize that and pay for it. So, but yeah, it's, they're almost all, it's, it's, wow. there's a limit on what you can upload per month. So it's, it's unlimited, but you have to know, you know, per month what you're going to do. And then it's unlimited download. So it's a little different business model. But
1: Maple Grove Partners doesn't charge me for the size or how many downloads. So that's probably why I'm. So you're self-hosting? I am. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Well, Maple Grove Partners hosts me, so well. That's for your website. Are, are we talking? Are we on different no, pages? No, the, no, website, media, and website hosting ah. all all part of the plan over there at, at Maple Grove. So yeah. I don't. I'm never worried about the. <laughs> I'm never worried about size.
0: Yeah, so, Dan says yeah. Megaphone is that way. It's based on, Isn't on that way on downloads. Oh, right, yeah. Libsyn right, right. Pro is that way as as well. Yeah, Libsyn Pro is a completely different business model as well. You know,
1: some are based on time, right? They give you
0: five hours. Well, again, that's, here's what they did. We used to say, you get 540 megabytes and people are like, what does that mean? Which right. is understandable. Right. So we said, okay, right. it's, you know, four hours and 27 minutes. Asterix in the asterix is always at 128 kilobits per second or 96 mono or whatever it is. Um,
1: I just don't think we should do that anymore. <laughs> like, come on. These, these audio files are so small compared, relatively compared to what, what data and storage used to mean. Yeah. I mean, they're just so
0: small. Simplecast yeah. is also, that is one, I used to have a show on Simplecast and I just wasn't. A like, red
1: circle. I mean, some yeah. of the ones I've been, some yeah. of the free ones I've been using don't, don't yeah. seem to track that kind of stuff.
0: Red circle. So, but, and in the end, if you're wondering, well, which host should I go with? Well, A, if you're doing a daily show, then maybe you want something that isn't going to limit how much you can upload, or you're going to export at 64 mono um, so that your files are smaller, um, you know. There, just keep in mind. Um, yeah, true native. Uh, that's uh, true native media. They're true media solutions. Different one. Uh, Buzzsprout is by time, not file size. Well, it's it's the same thing. It really is. Uh, mm. Although well, uh, but, sort of. Buzzsprout does something that no other host that I know of does. If you upload a stereo file to Buzzsprout, they convert it to mono, um, and unless you choose. And they're they're kind of, this is an interesting business model. They have like their basic service, which is fine, but they now have some a la carte stuff. So um, I forget what they call it, master, magic mastering. If you choose that, they'll keep your file as stereo, uh, but they'll export it at 192. That always makes me scratch my head. I'm like, why not 128, but okay. And they run it through Alphonic for you. So there's that. And now they have the AI co-host, which is another 10 bucks. The Magic Mastering, I want to say, is $6. Um, and then they have AI Co-Host, which is basically chat GPT built into or a, a Cast Magic or whatever built into it. So they're all a little slightly different. The the point I always want to make about media hosts is which when somebody goes, which one's going to make my show grow the most? And the answer is they all do exactly the same thing. It's up to you to grow your show. Now, uh, if I drive to... Texas, I'm going to take my brother's minivan because it's a better experience and the interface is better. So like one of the reasons I finally got off of Podbean and if somebody said, I want to do a video podcast, I'd probably point them at Podbean, but I, their interface just drove me nuts. And I was like, I, I don't know that I would recommend them. So I was like, yeah, that's you know, so I moved that show to a different host. I'm always playing with different hosts, but uh, that's it. So... <laughs>
1: Todd, Todd, the gator says he has a two hour, uh, shows. So the file sizes are enormous. And I, listen, I think a two hour, uh, a full HD video show is enormous. Like five gig. I, when I think of enormous, that's what I think yeah. of enormous is, right. Uh, and Todd, I get, I get what you're saying. Well, I, I just think, you know, it, the average, you know, it's about a mega minute for audio depending, again, it depends on how you do and how you save it. But let's just say, so 60 minutes, 60 meg. 120 minutes, in this case, two hours, 120 meg. Today, that's not that big. Like, that, that, that can upload in about three seconds. So, you know, you kind of, it, it is, I mean, 10 years ago, 12 years ago, when we first started doing this, those were large. But that's, that's just not large anymore to me, to me. That's my, that's my opinion. You know, you're kind of like, I don't,
0: I don't Uh, know if there's any audio, Dave, that I would... If, if you're exporting at 500 megabytes, that means you're exporting at 320. Yeah. So yeah. You back that down to 128. If you're really worried about file size, go 64 mono, and that'll cut that in half even more.
1: Well, okay, but maybe that's HD audio, right? And yeah. that, and that's okay. Even 500 meg for two hours. You, one, you're going to have a fairly – at two hours, you're going to have a fairly spe- specialized audience. But I guess that's just like I don't – I just don't see that as being that big anymore, you know, from what, even yeah. when we think about storage and
0: video, though, is something when people want to do a video podcast, if somebody's downloading that to their phone, you just took up a sizable chunk of their phone. Video, possibly. sure. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, audio, yeah. Yeah. If I,
1: if I had a full fidelity five gig yeah. video file, but I scrunch, I take those and I use handbrake and I convert yeah. those to a video large and a video small which are you know, which are pretty small by the time we're done, right? Just for that reason, because I had listeners who said, "Yeah, I want to watch the video, and I don't want to watch it on YouTube." And I said, "Really? Why don't you just watch it on?" Y-? No, I don't. I don't want to watch it on YouTube. Maybe the ads or whatever. Yeah. Dan's, so we created these. Yeah.
0: Dan saying his two-hour shows are about a hundred megabytes. Granted, the yeah. original video is yeah. two hundred gigabytes. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, but yeah. you compress those down, and uh, this is the great work of marketing and the the magic mind of. One Mark Askwith, um, who is a friend of mine. I was just on his show. Great guy. I love Mark. Uh, He says, big fan of Captivate. All about podcast growth over there. They are. But uh, for the record, every podcast media host is about growth because if you don't grow, you get frustrated and quit, and then they lose their customer. But I love the fact that Mark's like, hey, we're about podcast growth. I'm like, yeah, so so are we, just for the record. But I thought it was brilliant that that's kind of like, for the serious podcaster – my, uh, Jimmy, you ready? Since I'm doing invitations today, you ready for my, yeah, uh, let's do it. My, my one word, Mark asquith imitation. You ready? Sure. Do it to your <laughs> share. Like I was listening to the share and I'm like, sure. What is shit? But I asked him once I go, what is that accent, man? That's, that's, I've never, but he's awesome. Uh, hey,
1: my video large. My video large file, 300 for an hour, 345, let's say 345 meg. So like, that's not that big even. It's, I mean, yeah. and that's compressed down to that's, um, let's see, what would be that? What's the resolution on that? Uh, 690 by 540 optimized for a tablet. That's kind of the tablet size if you were going to watch it on a tablet, but that's pretty small, you know? So you can You can do some magic even with the video to get and against talking heads, it's this kind of thing. So it's not like it's a movie, right? Um, and then I think my video' small is even. I think I got that for an hour half that size, maybe. let's see if I can get the info on that one. Uh, 100 yeah, 120 meg for video small uh, at 320 by 180. That's super small. I mean, it's, that's barely I mean, that's kind of phone, small phone size. But that's, again, that's what people wanted. So we we, we crunched it down. You can get smaller on yeah,
2: that. Yeah,
0: there's a thing. I think in QuickTime, used to have an option where you could export video for like a phone size, like the actual screen. So I don't need it to be, you know, whatever it is, 1020 by 1280, et cetera, et cetera. Um, it was made for the phone. And that would actually do that. I remember once um, somebody put out a, it was like high res, and their video was one terabyte. And it was like, yeah, don't don't send that down to a phone that's it's so uh bandry says of bandrysays.com if you're not listening to that show you should be since we're talking microphones this morning he's the man uh bandry if you if you can go to slash question i realize it's saturday morning you can leave your video off but i have a question for you and if not just say i can't do it dave and i will ask you your question and we'll play with chat but he says his typical file size for a 45 minute podcast is well over 4 gigs Oh, yeah. Because, you know, you need – he's doing 4K because we want to see, you know, every hair on Bandrew's face and things like that. And also, going back to the discussion of being yourself, Bandrew had somebody ask him, like, hey, you know, sometimes you're a little wacky, Bandrew. Like, do you ever worry that, like, your show's, like, not as professional as it should be? And that's why I tune in. I know for a while Bandrew was, like, going to, like – I don't know, goodwill and getting old Halloween costumes. I remember once, I think he had a pipe <laughs> and something and there's nothing like funnier it. than like every time. Watch if I do this now and go, everybody's like, Oh, is he going to take out the, he did. Did I take out my, no, it didn't knock. It would almost knocked it over. Um, that would be bad. That'll kill somebody. But you know, just watching somebody go, you're like, hey, "Where?" Oh, look, he took out. The, so be yourself, Bandrew. Uh, you know, that's, that's the beautiful thing there. So, um, Going back to that, uh, Jeff says, and I was on Jeff's shows yesterday, a really good discussion. I like that. If I do say so, I do say, you know what? I say, I think I was a good guest yesterday. I, I got done. And I was like, that That didn't suck. I thought it provided value. Uh, What's the pros and cons of a video podcast, us uploading it to YouTube? Oh, wait. <laughs> Brilliance. Brilliance. Wait, I can just put video on YouTube for free? Wait, that doesn't seem to make sense. Yes, it's – and can we call it – could I then be um, – you could call me a YouTuber. There's an idea. Well,
1: yes. you, technically you're a podcaster because YouTube calls them
0: podcasts That's now. it. Yeah. So J- hmm. Jim just purposely trying to poke the bear. Um, <laughs> I would recommend uploading I – t- look at Libsyn. If somebody asks me and they're like, hey, how much is it going to cost to upload a video? And I'm like, okay, what was the last file size? and because Libson is one of those that, you know, time/file slash file size. I'm like, "Oh, you're going to need the $80 a month plan or whatever." And I'm like, "But if you want, you can upload it to YouTube for free, strip out the audio, and your, you know, your monthly fee would be like 15 or 20 maybe." And so, uh that's the uh the fun of it. So, um yeah, it's uh the video thing. Everybody loves it. And and again, Um, Bill Maher did a, still does a video podcast, uh, Rob Walsh at Libsyn twisted his arm to start a video for uh, audio version. And the audio outperforms the video hand over foot somewhere Mm -hmm. between five and 10 to one. So, um, there we go. And I'm dying to know this. We were talking earlier about sometimes the reason people listen is you kind of want to go, wait, what? Uh, coach Dave wants to know how much does a bag of groceries weigh? I have no idea what he's talking about. Um, <laughs> what is the advantage of the podcast tab in YouTube versus uploading it to anywhere on YouTube in theory? So here's the first question for everyone. How many people use YouTube music besides Bandrew? I know he does. Um, my answer is uh, no, i never have. I think I did once just to see what it was to see if my podcast was in it. When you check it, when you check your playlist as a podcast, presto, it is now a podcast and it goes to the YouTube music app as a podcast. And so far it has not done a lot for me. Um, are you ready for this? I've been uploading, ask the podcast coach to, um, yes, that thing, anchor Spotify for podcasters, which the cool kids are now calling SFP cause you know, it's three words. And, um, so, uh guess how many views we've had of Ask the Podcast Coach since I've uploaded the, the, the video, the, on, the video Spotify? on Spotify? 15. Nope, keep guessing. I'm sorry, you've underbid or you've overbid. Oh, I've over, 7. Nope, keep going. Uh 5. Nope. <laughs> 3. Uh nope. <laughs> 0. 0. We've had 0 <laughs> plays of Ask the Podcast Coach on Spotify. Uh, that's good for my ego. Yeah, I cuz I just uh-huh. want to see now on on YouTube, it's not fair because, like, right now we have 26 people watching, so we're going to get 26, you know, ticks on that one. But it's a couple hundred, but it's, you know, the the audio is like double what we get on YouTube. So when I see people go, oh, video, 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 I'm like, look, video is another channel. You'd kind of be dumb to not have something on YouTube if you've got the budget and the time. But if you're burning yourself out, then go with audio. It's a heck of a lot cheaper. Um, now, Dan, on the other hand, he loves YouTube music. And Bandrew said, <clears throat> and it makes sense, that because it's the the Google algorithm, they're really good at recommending music. And I was like, hmm, I might have to go over that because cause Spotify does a good job for me. Like, every Monday, they have a playlist based on what I listen to. And sometimes that's really good and really bad. Um, so – yeah, uh, Dan says YouTube Music, Google Play Music, back in the day, had family plans before Spotify, so it was cheaper. And I believe that um, Spotify is raising their price, so that'll be fun. But um, yeah, so that's, I don't know, for me, again, for me, I'm not seeing any major you know, bump or anything like that from marking all my playlists. Spotify, I know NPR said they weren't seeing a bump, but that was like, Four weeks after the whole hoopla came about. So it's still a little early, and suddenly I've got a case of the burps. So uh, Todd the Gator says the key is to produce audio blurbs from your podcast and post YouTube shorts. That is something I'm actually looking into for this show because A, I think I've done two shorts on YouTube, and yet when I go to YouTube, the thing I'm totally binging on, like it was TikTok, is shorts. And I don't know about you, I I would I would right now honestly say I've seen enough of sharks. I know it was Shark Week. Somehow Shark Week turned into Shark Month, but yet you get some great white almost chomping on somebody. I will watch that all day long, and I'm like, oh, here I am watching sharks again. Look, they're big and scary, and have big teeth. And I'll scroll down. Ooh, another shark video. Ooh, and then they'll they'll throw in a killer whale just for fun. But um, so YouTube Shorts, as much as I go. Yeah, you know it's a little blurb or whatever, but I will sit here and I have to be you, careful when I start watching them.
1: Do you interact with them in any way? Do you actually like do do I like? I watch them too. It doesn't cause me to do anything, you know. Like I see comedians and I watch the. It doesn't. Right. I don't personally go. I don't follow any links in shorts or reels or whatever. Whenever I'm doing those things, I don't follow any of those now some of my younger counterparts at work, they're like, Oh yeah, I buy all my clothes that way. Yeah. You know, I see it as a part of whatever and I'm doing and I'm making a purchase and some of those kinds of things, but I just don't, I don't, know, maybe it's because I'm old, but I just don't interact with the uh, shorts or reels that way where I'm clicking through. Cause that's what they're hoping for. Right. that on the short, you'll go down and click through to their content and, and go to their longer form content. I just, I just uh, do you, Dave.
0: Uh, I have been upset by the people that like, yada, yada, yada. Here's something exciting, exciting. And you have to subscribe to see the, the end Mm -hmm, of the video. mm -hmm. And I will subscribe, which takes you to their channel, which has 400 videos of which one of those is the answer. And I'm like, ah, you tricked me, you doggone person. And I'm like, but you got a subscriber to which I go, ha, look at this. And I unsubscribe and I flip off the computer and go back to watching more shark videos. Cause that's always (laughs) going to, you know, the more I can talk about sharks on a podcast, the more valuable my audience will find it. So, but ladies and gentlemen, that's right. Oh, wait. I, I, see, I'm using the do. I don't. That's not good.
1: Do we have to throw things while yes, he's on? We do. We do. have to throw things behind our.
0: The one and only Bandrew Scott. Bandrew says podcast. Find him at geeksrising.com with all his other stuff, and you can uh, you can skip to the chapters if you want, but if you want to watch the video, it's right over there, bandrewsays.com. I think that's your intro, if I remember right. That's pretty much most of Something
2: it. Something like that, yeah. I, I, I wing it pretty much every week. So this is for Sean from Be Your Own Nerd, who asked
0: this about a year and a half ago, and I said, you know who would have the answer to this? <laughs> is Bandrew Scott. So... I And this is funny because I have – it's very old and very dusty – um, an electronics degree from like forever ago. So we know the whole thing. Like do I leave my computer on or not and such? And so his thing was if I have a condenser microphone – or microphones in general, should I be turning off the Rodecaster at night? Because that's going to take the power away from the microphone and this and that. And I was like, I've never thought of like, should I turn off my Rodecaster at night? And does that hurt the microphone? Because it's a condenser mic and you're sending the five volts to it. And I was like, Bandrew might know. He might not know. But if anybody's going to know, it would be Bandrew. Because you're you're doing the whole capacity, uh, capacitor thing when you're testing stuff. I mean, you go deep when you, you test microphones, but-
2: well, I don't go that deep. I, I have never heard of a condenser microphone going bad from leaving phantom power on. With one caveat, if it's like the microphone I'm using right now, which has a tube in it, because ah. the tubes, I think they have a few thousand hours of life out of them. But a typical solid state condenser microphone, I haven't heard of them having a shelf life.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's true. And and since you're here, uh, you obviously you you have a in my opinion a very popular YouTube channel. It's a great channel. If you anytime you want a microphone, you're like, oh, I wonder. Well, we're gonna talk. Have you heard about the uh, what is it called? The Zoom M2 control? Um, no. Oh wait, hold on. M2
1: mic track.
0: Yeah, the it's a new thing from Zoom. It's kind of made for. Know. Can you share your screen, Jim?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, um, I'll
2: bring, I'll
0: bring it up But the, the new buzz phrase uh, oh. is
2: 32-bit floating. Ooh. 32-bit floating point, yeah. Which
0: basically means you can't record bad audio is how I've heard people. I've seen people take things that are really <laughs> distorted, and you bring it down, and it sounds fine. And the one that really blows my mind is when you record too soft, you bring it up, there's not a ton of hiss. And I was like, how? Oh, mm-hmm. that's, that's voodoo. But in in because you have such a popular channel... Does it do you get more audio than video downloads of your show?
2: So I do my main channel. I don't publish audio only. I have Ah. had a few requests for that, though, and I am thinking about doing it because I already upload high quality M4As, 320 kilobits per second to my website, Mm -hmm. and there's a, a way to create an RSS feed out of that. So I'm thinking about doing that, but on my podcast... I get more video plays than audio downloads. Yeah. It's about two to three X in terms of the ratio.
0: There you go. See, I would think that. Because did you start first as a YouTuber and then started the podcast?
2: I started podcasting first and the Bander says podcast. The first eight episodes were audio only, and then I started doing video.
0: There we go. Well, there you go. Your stuff is to me is visual plus I've got to watch you throw the box.
2: You know, yeah, that's the that's the uh, entire purpose of the videos. It's just a, it's just a a medium for me to get my baseball skills and my box throwing skills out there. I'm I'm looking for a contract from the MLB. That's, that's the it. real reason.
0: That's it. Excellent. But you have a cool studio. I mean, look at all the gear that he's just surrounded himself with gear, and he has a neighbor that uh, gets upset when it gets loud, <laughs> things like that. And he's a really good guitar player as well. So.
2: Oh, go. thanks, Dave. Very much appreciate that. Well, and it looks cool, but it's a nightmare because just think about how terrible it's going to be when I have to move it all. Are you Yikes. moving? Sometime I have to. Oh, okay. Because I'm still renting. I need to own because uh, yeah. these people keep raising rents 20, 30% a year. That's unacceptable.
0: Yeah. I'm not a fan of that. That's, that's why I'm living in the house I grew up with. I was like, hey, my sister has two houses. I have none. How about <laughs> helping your little brother out? So
2: there you a... go. Nice.
0: All right, my friend. Any any other words of wisdom you'd like to drop before
2: we uh, go back to the chat room? Uh, no words of wisdom. But even if you do have 32-bit floating point, you can record terrible audio. Thank you. Because microphone placement is still going to be important. Uh. That 32-bit floating point won't stop plosives. It won't stop you recording into the wrong side of the mic. It can still sound terrible. Proper microphone technique, proper microphone placement, proper recording etiquette will always win out. There you go. And uh, the the chat room is going crazy as a new subscriber. <laughs> he's a must
0: listen. Excellent. All right, my Thank friend. Thank you so much. Thank you so much.
2: All right. Have a great Thanks,
0: Saturday. Andrew. Thanks yep, for jumping we'll in. Ya. Appreciate it. The one and only Bandrew Scott. He is that literally. Mic,
1: that mic sounds really
0: good. Oh, uh, and he's going to. Oh, I thought he was going to throw a box. I was like, wait, if you're going to throw it, I'll put you back on. Um, he is one of those guys that when I see there's a new episode out, like it's not even a thought. It's bam, I'm listening. Like whatever I'm listening to, some political thing. It's like, hold on, he's my YouTube guy. So if I want to know what's going on with YouTube and if it's if I need to worry about it or what, like it's it's Bandrew twenty four seven. So keep that going. So um that
1: that microphone sounds really good that he has. There's there's yeah. such depth and richness. I mean, you're not going to get that on a $79 microphone. Yeah. You know, it's it, That's I think that's where it really does matter. When you get into that range, it just sounds so good. I'm sure he's got it tuned and he's doing some other things with it, but it sounds really good.
0: Yeah. So Randy's asking, can it hurt to leave a roadcaster on 24-7? Meh. I mean, I... Well- if it's I'll, I'll, solid state, right, if yeah. it's
1: solid state, if the components, to th- th- get back to it, he, he mentioned a tube, right? If you got a tube they're rated for several thousand hours, yeah, leaving it on is going to be using that equipment. Um, it's going to use up some of that time you have. Uh, if, if it's completely solid state and it's not, you're not, it does, it's not hour rated, leaving it on or turning it off, I guess it would depend, Dave, as we think about that on-off switch. And what actually happens to the microphone when it's powered, that we can't, you'd have to look in the schematics, right, to know yeah. exactly what what power is going through and some of those kinds of things. It's a lot like uh, uh, the old um, fluorescent light bulbs where it actually took more power to fire those things up. Like if you're going to turn it on and off, you know, 100 times a day, it's better just to turn it on and leave it on because the ballast would consume so much more power at, f- at startup than it would if it just left the thing on. So I think in most cases you're fine, right? to leave it on. But if you have some questions, check the documentation on your microphone. And um, th- there might be I the only thing I can imagine is if you've got if it's if you're on and off cycle is super harsh or if your power is really dirty. Yeah. But you know, I can't I, imagine it.
0: I put bad. out for a not super duper expensive, but I I don't have like a a channel strip. I have like a line conditioner. So that anything going to my computer yeah. and all that is is there. Um, it's,
1: a, it's a smart idea to have. I mean, if you're using power strips and they're plastic and they were three dollars um, from Walmart.
0: Yeah, Dan right. says the screen on his Roadcaster burned the image into the display. Yeah,
1: yeah. Okay, so I, t- I turn mine the, yeah. off at
0: night. It's It's, yeah. it's kind of like the last thing that I'm like, oh, Dave's really going to bed. He turned off the Roadcaster. He's not playing around. This is not a drill.
1: Yeah, your screen your screen would matter, right? I guess yeah. I was thinking of the internals, the yeah. sound internals. Yeah. I didn't I didn't think about the screen. Yeah. You you absolutely could have screen burn in. That's the one of the things you they someone needs to contact them. They need a screensaver to That's run it. on
0: the <laughs> little road logos, some fish. Go, some move around randomly. Flying toasters. We'll go back to the old days. Yeah. Um But uh you know what? It's a holy cow, it's eleven thirty already, which means of course it's time to thank our awesome supporters, and uh, I might be – I'm not going to move everything off, but um, pa- Patreon is having a problem because they moved their processing to someplace in Ireland or Scotland or something that ended in land that's not the U.S., and its it's causing all sorts of issues, and I know when I got my – Um, notification of how much you get from Patreon, It's, it's down. And I was like, oh, I need to go. So I might be, and I would, if somebody said, what would you recommend? I like Supercast, I think is the name of it. Um, I don't know if you can do tiers with that, but I'm looking into that, but I've just, there are other things with Patreon that I didn't know, like they've kind of censored people and such. So I, I might be dumping, not dumping because the last thing I want to do is ask people to unsubscribe and then resubscribe because they're going to be those people that don't. So I might just say have two systems for a while, but it's just a thought. But anyway, the people that have gone over to askthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome. Uh, we want to thank those people. And also if you, uh, Want to start a podcast during the month of August? It's a, it's a special deal. If we go, I, you know what, I was going to hit the air horn again, but I know it's just not going to work the way I wanted to. Uh, but during the month of August, if you sign up for a yearly subscription, you get a free Samson Q to you. So that also comes with our awesome courses, the coaching, and the community. Check it out slash coach. And our spotlight supporter this week is the one and only, he was on a couple weeks ago, Max Trescott, uh, who does the Aviation News Talk podcast. So, Max, thanks for being a $20 supporter. We do deeply appreciate that, especially because it's time to pay uh, quarterly taxes. I actually found out that I I forgot to mail those last month. I'm like, oops. Uh, this website, Ask the Podcast Coach, is on Podpage. If you want to check out Podpage, go out to trypodpage.com. And if you need more Jim Cullison, and who doesn't? theaverageguy.tv. Uh, we'll take you there. And also homegadgetgeeks.com if you want to type it a different way. It's two doors to the same thing. It's cool. And uh, we're on our journey to 40 uh, patrons. Uh, you can do that again by going over to askthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome. If you're looking to do a one-time kind of donation, you can go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash support. But we appreciate all that because I almost did it this morning. I was like, cause I think we're we're down to 200 bucks a month. And I was like, let's see, uh, it takes, I spend 24 hours, uh, uh, 24 hours a month putting together this show. And I went, don't do that because it's going to be less than the minimum wage. I'm like, I don't want to know. So anyway, yes. Randy says uh, flying toasters for the wind. I forget the name of that screensaver, but that was screensavers were huge back in the day because uh, you would burn things into the screen well you still can oh um I
1: turn uh dealcaster uh, yeah you, you these flat you know your modern flat screen you can burn in as well dealcaster says I turn everything off what's the point this is from twitch by the way oh. what's the point of leaving it on and it's a actually it's a really 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 good question like do you even your computer you could ask this your monitors for sure should have yeah. and listen today the monitored the the I'm gonna get my geek on here for a second yeah the, you want to run it oh yeah and now, oh, he's been waiting for this. It's time for Jim to get his nerd on. The the modern monitor should shut itself off in most cases. It's it, anymore they've got a power save mode. The real question is uh, on the computers. Do you turn your computer off at night? This mm. is the this is the big debate because some people are like, oh yeah, I shut it down every time, and then I come in and restart it there are some benefits, especially on the Windows side of things, of leaving the computer on to do updates. It it updates frequently. A Mac, not so much, although there's been a few more updates to the Mac recently than there have been in the past. Uh, that that upgrade cycle, uh, for especially for security updates, is a little bit, it's a little bit longer in between. If you're in your studio, I think if you have a home studio, or if you're home all the time, and you're using computers all the time, the today's But whether Mac or PC, they've got some pretty great power saving modes. So when you're not using it, it'll spin things down. It'll save some power that way. I think there is some. I mean, it's nice to be able to come down, sit down, hit a button, things pop up, and you start working. That's kind of nice, right? So you gotta. I think you have to kind of determine your use case of whether you're shutting those things down or not. Now, to the road back to the roadcaster. If it's got it, just a power button that's right there, it's super easy to turn that thing on and off. Yeah, in most cases, turn it on and off. One of the things I don't like, though, Dave, is sometimes I get these things connected up to speakers. And when you that power button is oh, a yeah. cheap, it's a cheap. And, it, and I always feel like I'm running a power surge through my speakers when they come on. And or do I want to flip? Down and turn off seven things. Turn off the roadcaster. Turn off my speakers. Turn off the computer. Turn the monitors right. off. You know. Now I could put that on a smart switch. To be honest, I could put the, all those things on a smart switch and say, "Hey, a lady, turn off the studio," and it would it would flip that off and the power would go down. Now, if that's the best way to do that, you, some devices don't like being turned off that way. Your computer definitely doesn't like being turned off that way. So you got to be. You got to be cautious in that. I personally, I don't know about you, Dave, I'll ask you here in a second. I leave all the computers running all the time down here in the studio. I just leave them on. But when I walk away, I do have a, I do have a, a monitor. All my monitors are plugged into one of the smart switches. So I can just say, turn those off. They don't even have to go into power saving mode. They just get complete, even in power saving mode, or even when they say they're off, they have phantom power being drawn. So you can, I, I can turn all nine monitors. Now it's ten. I can turn all ten monitors down here with one with one command, right? But I leave the computers on. That's what I like to do. What do you what do you do, Dave? Do you turn you turn your computers off? You I turn
0: more. everything off except the computer. Yeah. So um, and that's just again, probably from you know, 20 years ago, everybody was like, oh, you need to leave it on because when you close it down and turn it back on, it heats up. And that cooling and heating and cooling and heating is bad for it. And to me, as I say that out loud, I'm like, how – what's the shelf life of a computer these days? You know what I mean? Seven years I think is typically what I will Seven stretch it to. ten I
1: think you can get out yeah. of it now. Yeah, so I'm like yeah.
0: – I, I don't know that it's going to freak out. That That's not that – you know. So I leave mine on. Um, I do reboot it. uh Typically on Saturday morning, just because it's a Windows machine and and that's what I do. And then what I usually do is when I wake up, I come in here, I turn on the roadcaster, I turn on the monitor, um, I don't turn on the lights yet, <clears throat> and then I go take a shower. And that way any kind of booting or whatever, because the roadcaster doesn't take a long time, but it's I don't know, thirty seconds for it to to boot up. So that's that's how I do it. But yeah, I keep my computer on all the time just because it's a Windows machine and that's what I've been. It's what I've been doing for thirty years. So yeah, you
1: know. yeah, they do generate a little bit of heat. They're using some oh, power. That you is can.
0: Phew. I, I it, when I had a, uh, I've had many small offices, and I remember there was one in the winter that I would go in, and I was like, I can't believe it's this warm in here, and it's because mm-hmm. I had my computer on. Yeah,
1: yeah, I in the winter here it works for me really nice because it keeps it nice and toasty down here, uh, in the studio, uh, which is great. If you're concerned about power usage you can purchase either a separate uh, like a kilowatt meter they're not very expensive maybe 30 bucks or you can get a, a lot of the smart switches they're just smart plugs uh dealing link makes them you can you can get them at any best buy or walmart or whatever um uh, put it in between your computer and the wall plug connect to it with your phone it will often tell you the the wattage that it's pulling so if you want to see Hey, I'm going to put my computer into sleep mode. Now, most people today, to be honest with you, the desktop is kind of a dinosaur. Most people are using a laptop full-time, right, type deal. And they're just closing the lid and the thing's going to sleep and you're opening it up and it's coming right back on. But if you do want to see how much power you're drawing, you can purchase one of those in between, uh, go into the app. It'll tell you what it's drawing and you can get some ideas and make a decision, you know, hey, most computers are going to draw, if you're going to leave them on, they're going to draw between 50 and 100 watts. On average, there's differences, right, uh, with stuff. But between 50 and 100 watts, do you want that running all day and all night while you're sleeping? It's yeah. a good, you know, it's a good good decision to make. On the laptop side of thing, you definitely make sure you want to shut that thing down completely if you're going to leave it off overnight, right, so that you don't wear your battery
0: out. Yeah, Um Kenny asks, "What about a MacBook Pro's laptop? How does that affect the battery when you leave it plugged in all the time?"
1: That's yeah, well, cool. batteries need to cycle. The batteries need to cycle. If you leave them on all the time, it's not the best. That's not the best for the battery. But eventually, batteries wear out anyway, yeah. no matter what you do. They wear out, right? But it's good. Even I bought. Uh, you know, I bought one of these Blue Eddy. Uh, AC 180 um, uh, solar generators that I'm using as a UPS backup now. It's working great. Uh, even that thing, I'm planning to unplug at least once a month, let it cycle through. And and just because it's good for those batteries to cycle
0: through. Yeah. As you said that, I was like, you know what? I'm horrible because my phone goes from my bedside where it's plugged in. I come in, I stick it on a, a little stand that's charging it. I'm like, this thing never uncharges. Never cycles. Yeah. I'm like, I need yeah. I'll just let it. Drain today.
1: Yeah. Well, there's some questions you need to dig in on this. It's kind of based on battery type and some of those other kinds of things. But in the old days, uh, you know, there, there was some wisdom about batteries that now batteries are different. And so depending on phone phone you have and what battery type you have and the way you charge it, it is good. It is a little bit better. In most cases, it lets your battery cycle from time to time. Use it, let it charge down some, plug it back in, let it charge back up. Um, at the very beginning of the pandemic, when we all went home, our, our IT department said, hey, every once in a while, I know you're home and your laptop staying plugged in all the time. But every once in a while, if you could, once a week, unplug that thing and let it cycle through if you can. Hmm. Just better for the batteries, better for the longevity. But again, in most cases, your battery's going to, you're going to, those things have finite lifetimes. So um, in, in a lot of batteries, we're, we're getting better at this, but. It is good to let it cycle.
0: I have, uh, I started my garage sale a couple weeks ago, and John is saying, uh, How have you cleared out your old equipment closet? Lots of buyers. This is where I've sold the Roadcaster 2 that went out yesterday. Um, I've sold the DJI wireless mic. So I still have a Roadcaster 1. I still have a Tascam Mix 8. Uh, I have a Presonus microphone kind of their version of the SM actually it's Presonus's version of the mv7 and a sound devices MixPre pre 6 so what's interesting is i put it into the school of podcasting i put it on facebook i mentioned it on twitter and got a whole lot of nothing uh mentioned it in my newsletter and <laughs> sold like that those two things at least so again it's the power of the newsletter that uh it comes in handy because those people have already said, I want your stuff. So they're already kind of a next layer of, of people that are interested in that stuff. But, uh, yeah, so that's, uh, again, which is handy because uh, taxes were due last month. <laughs> I was like, oh, oops. Yeah, so keep that in mind. Uh, here's a, a fun – I saw this one and I was like, hmm, sometimes, you know, we were talking earlier, but ah, everybody's got internet. This person said, talk me through hosting a guest – Currently, I use GarageBand to record my episodes. It works for works great for solo episodes. I'd like to start having guests on my show and not sure how best to do this in GarageBand. I have a Zoom account, so I assume that would be the easiest way to interview someone. My internet is not always reliable, which is my biggest concern and something I'd like to plan for. Uh, how do I get the best audio for an interview where the internet may not be reliable? And how do I mix this in GarageBand? And so... Again, it's really easy to assume that everybody's on high-speed internet and not that this guy's on dial-up and stuff. And I just answered him. I said, if your internet is really that unstable, maybe you don't do guests. You know, you can use things like Squadcast, I think uh, Riverside. Although I was on a show this week with Riverside, and about 40 minutes in, it just quit recording my side. And he's like, ah, it's Riverside being Riverside. And I'm like, "Mm." I know tons of people. They use it and love it, but I also know a fair number of people. I guess you can kind of say that about every advice, but I like Squadcast. And if you're using Squadcast, that, um, you know, it records locally, so that would solve if there was any kind of weird internet hiccups, but eventually it has to upload it to Squadcast. So, depending on that, I don't know. So, uh, Thoughts on that, Jim? Like sometimes maybe it's just not something you can do.
1: <laughs> I want to drive for Uber, but my car sometimes just doesn't start. And sometimes it quits while I'm driving. Well, you probably shouldn't be an Uber driver. Like, I mean, I, I'm not saying you shouldn't be a podcaster, but I think there's there's some tools. Like you said, you could, there's some trickery. We've talked about this before. There's some trickery you, you could do, or you could record it on both ends and then it would upload as you go. Or you can do a double ender. So re- you record on your end, they record on their end, regardless of how the internet uh, performs. When they're done, they can yeah. upload it to you and you can combine the two together. Lots of editing associated with that. That's probably the best possible solution if your internet's not going to be very, very stable. Or if it's, if it's coming and going, right, ty- type deal, then you'll get full fidelity on that end. But the idea of, I don't have very good internet and I, I want to record on my end and don't want to have to make the guest to do anything, Boy, that's, that's pretty rough. I I would say, you know, there's not going to be a lot of solutions for you there.
0: Yeah. Rob and Elsie, when Elsie lived in the, well, she still lives in the mountains of North Carolina, didn't have really hardly any internet. And what they would do was they would talk on the phone, but record individually on each one. But that's Rob and Elsie. You know what I mean? That's a different story, but.
1: That's kind of a double ender in some ways, right? I mean, that's a good way. That is a, that's a, that's a creative way of doing it.
0: Yeah. So yeah. Jay had a quick question about the Roadcaster. You sold the two and kept the one. Yeah, the one's up for sale as well. It just the two went first. So I've, uh, there, and everybody's like, why are you getting rid of all your stuff? I'm using a Roadcaster Duo. And I now have room for a cup on my desk right next to the RODECaster, which is probably not a good idea. Uh, but it, it just gave me a little more room on my desk, which I liked. And I just, uh, to me, this will be, I mean, I always loved the, the Zoom pod track before, But I was like, I don't, it's overkill. Why, why do I have this? And I just thought I could probably get, you know, the, the sooner I sell these things, the more money I can get for them. So that was the thing. And I just, I've been working with a financial dude. And if you do anything with Dave Ramsey, he's like, is there anything in your house, like have a garage sale? And I was like, oh, my closet is got, you know, over a thousand dollars worth of stuff sitting there getting dusty. And I was like, let's do that. Um, there is a uh, a new AppSumo thing that I've yet to buy. So DR is asking my thoughts on Crystal Sound. And it's kind of supposed to be an Adobe Enhanced competitor. I asked the guy, the developer, I'm like, hey, it, it looks like something you would turn on live. Like I could have, instead of using, like right now I have StreamYard listening to the roadcaster, I would somehow have the roadcaster go through crystal sound and it would somehow remove background noise and things like that. There was a um I forget the other software that did this that it would clean up the background. And it was kind of meant for live. And I asked the guy, I go, hey, that's great for live. I personally like, you know, the fact that I have processing on now, some people are like, oh, you do processing while it's live. Oh, you're crazy. So having this remove background noise would be a little weird. And um so I said, "Can I do this in post production?" And he said, "Yes, it's blah 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 yada yada feature." So I haven't haven't bought it yet and haven't used it yet. Uh, I've not seen anybody. There there is a uh, AppSumo like circle group and there's a Facebook group. So I have I saw somebody saying, "Hey, I don't see a difference." Like they ran it through and like I'm not hearing any difference. So, uh, yeah. Uh, she says, uh, I'm hoping it was user, but there was zero difference. Yeah, you are now the second person I've heard say, I- I'm not hearing a whole lot of different. So, you know, and right now, the the thing I liked about it was, unlike Adobe Enhance, uh, in Adobe Enhance, you upload it and you download it and I hope you like it because that's what you got. This had a kind of more or less, how much of the, the feature to turn on. And so, Crisp, that's what I was trying to think of. Um, I haven't had much with crisp, um, and the Rodecaster pro was much better. Yeah. So it's, it's one of those things And I was like, ah, it's 39 bucks. Uh, I'll, I'll see. I'm going to, I think I might wait on this cause I bought, I freaked the other one. And you know, here's the, here's the solution to, to bad audio. Uh, don't record it. <laughs> Just don't, don't record audio. Well, it's my guest. Their mic is awful. Well, then go yeah. tell them to get a different one. You know, or yeah. interview one of the 8 million other people on the planet. And I get it. I am this is one where not only do I have white privilege, but I have I have podcast privilege that most of my guests have podcast. Like I'm interviewing Chris from Deal Breakers today, you know, he's got a great setup. So, I don't have to worry about bad sound. So I, I understand that. Um have I tried the new Adobe podcast? I haven't logged in. Haven't done it yet, though. Um, I had a professional editor tell me about it and it's good use of AI. Yeah. It's um, it looked neato. That's the official. I think that's the, uh, the adverb I will use or adjective. Uh, It looked neato and it was online. So it was kind of cool. It's kind of like an Alitu, which is a neat little program that um, Colin Gray has. So uh, I'll be interested to see if it works with a tablet because that's, that's the situation I run into on occasion where, you know, I always recommend just use your laptop or your PC, whatever you got. Don't try to do a podcast on a phone or a tablet. You're painting with peanut butter. But if this was something that would work online, maybe that would be a way to be a solution for the person who wants to podcast on their their, um, their laptop. I know there are a couple different apps that you can use on your phone to edit and on a laptop, but I'm like, yeah, just because you can doesn't mean maybe you should. But in some cases... You know that's the only choice you got again i the one thing I have to to learn um I was talking with Jeff yesterday, yeah, studio sound he says is pretty impressive i that's the only reason why I used the script and in talking with Jeff and Chris from Deal Breakers, uh I just need to go learn and here's why um we do this thing every Friday called lunch with dave and and this Friday was just amazing it was great, and I took the video. And I love the fact that Camtasia, I can now listen faster. But I exported it and then I uploaded it to this video service I use, where I put in chapters. And I was like, okay. Well, then I took, I, I decided because it was really good to put it out. There's a private feed for School of Podcasting members, so I put it out as audio as well. And I had to take the chapters out of the one thing and put it into the chapters into Hindenburg. And I was like, you know, if I was using Descript right now. I wouldn't, I'd, I would have this all in one. I could go export the video done export the audio. Good. And the chapters are there. I was like, yeah, I need to learn to script. So, and I did see a video cause I haven't really played with it in probably a month, maybe two. And it looked a lot better. The interface looked a little cleaner. So, um, and Bandrew is going to chime in here. Yeah. Um, and uh, where did Jeff is scrolling off my screen? Be sure to, to use the new Descript, not the classic. Yeah, I use the classic when I can't find something because I knew where everything was in the classic. But Bandrew is saying he just checked with a proper audio engineer, who has been working for 20 plus years, and they have, now, they have never encountered or heard of a solid state condenser going bad due to the number of hours used. There we go. Thank you, sir, for your... Doesn't
1: own. mean it's impossible. But Doesn't it's mean
0: it's impossible. Highly improbable. Probable. Exactly. So, um, yeah, so if you if you want to check out Descript, they do have an affiliate program. If you go to supportthisshow.com slash Descript, uh, that would work. And, of course, abuse of the microphone, of course, will shorten the life. So all those videos where I see people running over a Shure SM58 with a truck, I'm like, that's probably not good for it. I'm impressed that it still works, but <laughs> you're going to need a new windscreen after that. Uh, but Phantom Power... Probably shouldn't cause an issue or shorten the life due to low voltages. Yeah, that's true. It is pretty low. So there we go. Uh, let me see if I have any other questions over here. Oh, let's do a classic. Shall we do a classic, Jim? Sure. What is a download? Um, when using Podbean as a hosting platform, what specifically counts as a download? When using Podbean, um, here we go. It provides stats on the podcast that I host. It says number of downloads per episode. Is that actually Spotify, Apple Podcast downloads, et cetera, et cetera, uh, or is it simple? You know, basically, what's a download? And so, if you're on a host that's IEB certified, and that's really important if you want to get advertising, but not so important if you don't uh, want to do advertising. But most of them are, and IAB means if somebody clicks play on a website and listens for a minute, it's a download. Uh, other pre- platforms, I think it's Spotify it's actually like milliseconds. Like if you click play, they'll count it as a start. I think it is. When you get into Spotify and Amazon, they have these weird stats. But, and also that counts for, if somebody is listening to your show, doesn't matter if it's on Apple, Spotify, Google, whatever. Uh, it's it's going to count as a download if they downloaded more than a minute. And if they have their phone, like my, I use Cast-O-Matic and I just, like when a new episode is out, download it to my phone. That's a download. Even if I never listen to it, and that's where uh, I don't know why, but people want to hold podcasting to a standard that we don't hold other forms of media to. Like they go, yeah, but does that mean you know, um, you know, people might not be listening to my episode, and then they delete it. I'm like, yeah, and your ad on page six of the newspaper and page twenty seven of the magazine, and at four twenty seven on AM radio. Like, why are we trying to hold that up to a, a different standard? So that's what a download is. So if you've ever wondered there it is.
1: Well, we hold it to a different standard cuz we kind of can. Like you know, in an, in the newspaper example, we don't really have any technology that would tell us if they turn to that page or not, right? That doesn't it doesn't report back, right? Um, but with with downloads they do. I'm not I'm not arguing with you by the way. I, I totally agree with you, but I do think we have better technology around downloads and what they are. And even to the point where if you're on a player that can report back, this is a privacy issue. I get this, right? But if you get a, a player that can actually monitor how far you get, we would know what you listen to and when. By the way, that's happening whether you like it or not in most cases. So we do get a little the, the technology behind it, I think is a little bit, you know, radio was the other way. How do we know there? <laughs> yes, it's being played, but how do we know it's, you know, it's in a doctor's office and nobody's listening to it? Yeah. Well, but now we do know. We, we do have some idea of what the ears, what ears on. So I don't want to let them completely off the hook on this, Dave, because I think we do, we have some technology that can make it a little bit better of knowing yeah. the the issue is is it a violation of people's privacy?
0: That's the best <laughs> yeah. <the> question. We <laughs> get into the whole pod sites thing, and yeah, 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 yeah. You can go poke the bear of Rob Walsh and he'll start dropping f bombs. Yeah, uh, that's yeah. that's no fun. Uh, yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll we'll do one more quick question here. John asks when we're talking about uh, Crystal Sound and all that. Doesn't Hindenburg Pro have that? It does. It's called uh, noise reduction, and I love it because it's one knob and it's more. And you just go so. <laughs> uh, I I know uh, what it does is it listens to the noise. It kind of does. You can do this in Audacity, but it listens to the noise and then tries to remove it. And it does a pretty good job. It's, it's like anything else. If you remove too much, it starts taking out some of the clarity. You can make people sound like they're underwater, uh, but it comes with the software. So I would definitely try that. And it was great. Uh, I was doing something with Daniel J. Lewis, and I think his air conditioning was on. And so it was just this ever so slight kind of hum in the background and just just a little bit of noise reduction and it took it right out without really damaging the yeah if the if,
1: if the noise is in the voice frequency in other words if the noise has shares frequencies with what our voice is and you take that out it's not smart enough to know i think some people think it's going through and selectively trying to find that noise pattern in some in some cases it is but if those if the vocal frequencies share with the noise frequency, this is where you get that underwater sound because yeah. it starts hacking out the frequent, the voice frequencies as well. And, and really compromises the voice. So you have to be careful with that noise removal.
0: Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's, it's a little yeah. as good and boy, you know, the immediately you go too much. It's like, Ooh, what happened there? It's not, yeah. uh, not good. Yeah. Yeah. So, and for anyone that was wondering what microphone, uh, Bandrew was on, cause it was just like chocolate for your ears. Um, I was on the Neumann, hello, Neumann, uh, U67 reissue running through the universal audio LA 610 MK2, um, and a partridge in a pear tree, <laughs> the most unnecessary and overkill setup for what I do. I don't think it's
1: unnecessary.
0: <laughs> oh, it I'd, sounded
1: I'd, really good.
0: Go price that baby. And you'll go, yeah, that's a little unnecessary, but he uses it a lot, right? Um, doesn't he use it a lot? He uses a lot of mics a lot. I mean, yeah. he's got, when he goes to move, he's going to need a truck just for the microphones. And what's beautiful about Bandrew is I'm saying 99% of those, um, he bought.
1: Yeah. So he can but actually he's known do a- as a microphone guy. Like this is where those, you know, you asked me, Hey, why do I use a cheap mic? I'm the average guy. Like I, I use it because that fits the Bandrew's known for his micness, right. And what he does. Yeah, he's got to have a mic like that, and yeah, I think that's, that's part true. of his brand, right? It's I think it's a smart thing.
0: You know what? That's yeah, I totally get that because I yeah. I would have never have bought a sure SM7B, but I'm that podcast guy, so I got yeah, a, you know, yeah. kind of thing.
1: Now, do you need the the Nellman? No, that's probably a little bit of an overkill for you, Dave, because yeah, the the podcasters you're talking to aren't going to spend that much no. on a
0: microphone like that. Somebody, but five hundred dollars, yeah. It, this is a good okay. laugh. In Reddit today, somebody was saying, would you pay $1,000 for unlimited audio editing? And I was like, my friend, uh, the average is around 100 bucks to get your audio edited, remove some ums, and you're done. That's not social media. That's just editing the audio. It's around 100 bucks an episode, I go, and most people won't pay that. So he was wondering, because yeah, yeah. the, the other thing is, when he says uh, $1,000 a month for unlimited editing, you're going to get somebody that just basically white labels you. And says, I'm an editor, and then passes everything off to you, and you're going to get hosed with that deal. So it was just uh, interesting. Uh, One other quickie. Uh, Didn't know this existed yet, but I'm sure it does. Did I get a cover for the duo? It looks like, uh, yes, it's this. It's a it's a dust rag at the moment, and I usually put it over it when I leave. But if they make one, I'm sure it's fifty bucks, and you know, uh, money well spent. But yeah, I need to get one um, and then use it. A lot of times, I put the I would put it off down here, and I go to bed and forget to put the the cover on it. But um, yeah, just
1: to be clear, that's a seventy eight hundred dollar yeah. microphone.
0: <laughs> just a little overkill. Just maybe, just a little bit. Oh. I told you, I knew it was expensive. I didn't know. Holy wow
1: buckets holy buckets is what you're looking for
0: i'm just does that come mm. with any kind of sexual favor i mean holy no. cow <laughs> Jeez, louise that's insane
1: oh that's funny
0: well that's a yeah, there you go is. now i like my samson q2u even more holy cow so yeah uh yeah. yeah and uh craig's off to feed the horses and we're off to close the show so uh Jim, what's coming up on TheAverageGuy.tv? tv? Yeah, one
1: of our listeners, Randy Walker, joins us. That's where that the uh, the M2, the Zoom M2 mic track came from. He he brought oh. that up at the beginning of the show. We talk a little bit about WordPress. This may actually be a good episode for uh the, the listeners of this show. So it's posted right now if you're interested. Take a look at it. HomeGadgetGeeks.com.
0: There we go. I keep threatening to do an episode where I compare a bunch of microphones. I think I've decided not to do that. Uh, because it's way too long to make a really weak point. So uh, at this point, I'm not 100% positive. I don't have to I have to go to the archives of Evernote where I store all my brilliant ideas that come out uh, when I get out of the shower. Can you take a week off? Uh, no, not ever. Never. Uh, advertisers? Uh, no, just, uh, just like say just like saying I've never missed a Monday in 18 years. <laughs> It's my ego. My ego won't let me. All right, I like so, it. I like um, it. I like I, your
1: brand. It's your brand, my, it's not your uh, ego. It's your brand.
0: When I was hit by a deer, I I always when I go on the road, I have enough. I have a microphone in my backpack and a laptop, and I have all the files I need to make a show on Dropbox. And I put out an episode while my car was, you know, dying, bleeding, <laughs> bleeding. <laughs> so yeah, it's just a Dave thing. Um, anyway, I like but I miss many times on other shows. But the School of Podcasting. I got a streak going. I don't want to lose it. So, but uh, thanks to everyone for the awesome questions today in the chat room. I'll have links to everything out at askthepodcastcoach.com slash four, four, eight. And Darren, we will play your question next week. I realized we had another question and I forgot to play it. So I will play that. I did answer Darren's question earlier. Don't forget to like and subscribe and ring the bell and smash that whole nine yards. And uh, we will see you next week with another episode of Ask the Podcast Coach.